All right, brothers, welcome back to another episode of Porn and the Gospel. I am your host, Spencer Sutton, and it's great to be back here with you. It's been a while. I believe the last episode was in September, but here we are in November, towards the end of November. It's Thanksgiving week, and I'm going to pick up and start recording these more often. Uh, just had a lot going on with, I uh, was teaching a class at our church at Brook Hills, and then I have uh, a group of guys that uh, we meet on a weekly basis on Tuesday nights. If you want to know more about that group, you can go to themanofvalor.com and you'll find all the information you need to right there. Last night we were talking about setting targets and setting goals for 2024. And so we were walking through this process, the process I've been doing for the past five years about setting targets, setting goals so that we can become the men who we believe God has created us to be. We can be good stewards of our life, of our entire life, not only spiritually, but in our family and friends, but also physically with our physical health, our nutrition, our activities, and then also in our business. So all four domains are very important. But having said that, I'm back and I want to start sharing a little bit more frequently than I have in the past, and they may be shorter episodes, but the whole goal, the whole intention is just to give you just my thought process behind studying the Word, reading the Word, meditating on the Word, and we'll talk more about that in depth. I'll record some episodes that are just uh, focused on that, how you can meditate on the Word, getting the most out of your morning time. I think this is something that is vitally important today, And but right now I want to focus on so I started a study of the book of John, and I'm. it's going to take a while, but I'm in John 1. And so this morning I was in John chapter 1, verses 38 through 41. I'm going to read these passages, and then we're going to look at this because this is very important. You and I can learn something from this and apply it to our everyday life. So let's go ahead and read. It says this, verse 38. Now, let me give you a quick backdrop. John the Baptist has testified that Jesus Christ is the lamb who's take who is here to take away the sins of the world and he's baptized Jesus Christ and now he the next day he sees Jesus and again he says look behold the lamb of god who takes away the sins of the world and his disciples who were standing there with John the Baptist and one of those was Andrew which is Simon Peter's brother and the other one is believed to be John himself who's writing this letter this book they so they hear John the Baptist say that as he points to Christ, and this is the whole ministry of John the Baptist. John the Baptist was not there to build a big name for himself, he was there to point people to Christ. And absolutely, this is what you and I should be doing. Like, this is not about us, this is not about building some great following. What we want is we want people, we want to point people to Christ so that they get into intimate relationship with Christ and then can go and point other people to Christ. Like this is what disciple making is, and this is what we should be about. So, but let's look at this because this is highly important. So at that, so Andrew and maybe John started following Jesus, and this is where it picks up. Verse 38, Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, what are you seeking? And they said to him, rabbi, which means teacher. Where are you staying? He said to them, come and you will see. So they came and saw where he was staying, and they stayed with him that day, for it was about the 10th hour, which is 4 p.m. 
one of the two heard John speak and followed one of the two who heard John speak and followed Jesus was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which means Christ. So I'm just going to stop and we're just going to look at a, a few quick things here things for you to be thinking about, for me to be thinking about, as I was literally just doing this in my quiet time. And so some of the things that I was first thinking when I read this, because it says Jesus turned and saw them following. So they left John the Baptist and they were following Jesus. And I just had this thought, were they following at a distance? Were they just like secretly following? Like, I don't want to bother Jesus. Or were they following close behind him? Either way, Jesus made the first move into relationship. So he turned and he saw them and he initiated that relationship. Now, the only reason that they were following Jesus was because God had revealed to them through the word of John the Baptist that this was the son of God. This was Jesus, even though they didn't really know what that really meant. So they started following. So everything is initiated by God. Like great, all of this is grace from God. Your relationship with God, your salvation, everything is by grace. And then that grace drew them to follow him. And then Jesus turns and initiates the relationship. Like this is so important. Here on the week of Thanksgiving, if you have anything to be thankful for, it's this. If you're a follower of Christ, if you're a brother in Christ, if you are truly a brother in Christ, then then you can read this and you can say, praise God that Jesus Christ turned to me and started this relationship. And this is the whole point. Jesus designed. As I was writing my journal, I just said, whenever a man comes to faith, know that Jesus makes the first move. He reveals who he is through his word, and John the Baptist in this case, and then he offers an intimate relationship. And then immediately what happens is the disciples here call him teacher. Like this was a man of God, and they knew that they needed to learn from him. They knew immediately, we need to learn from this man. And they wanted to listen to his words and follow his teachings. They called him teacher, which means rabbi, which means, hey, we want to follow and learn from you and do everything you're doing. Like We want to grow up and be just like you. We want you to teach us so that we also can be a teachers of the word, of the law. And so this was an incredible thing because they knew that they needed to be taught by Christ. And brothers, this is, every single one of us needs this. Like every single one of us needs to come to the word of God, needs to come to the gospel, needs to come to Christ and say, teacher, like teach me. And so how do you and I, how do you and I know Christ, know who he is, know what he's done? We only know it through the word. And I believe that the church today is weak because we spend so little time with God in his word. Now, we may listen to the word and we may read the word. You can read big chunks of the word of God. But learning and abiding and meditating 
on the word and studying the word is very different than reading the word. And I'm not knocking reading the word. I'm not knocking anybody reading through the Bible in a year. I'm not knocking that at all. I think that's great. However, if you are not taking time to sit in certain passages, in small little chunks of scripture and meditate and think and journal and pray, then what are we doing? We don't know, we don't know who Jesus is by a quick reading of three or four chapters every morning and then running out the door to our job. And this is very important as well. So they said teacher. So they knew him as a teacher. They saw him as a teacher. And they were like, we must learn from you. And then Jesus says these words. He says, come and you will see. Like Christ invited them, not just to listen to him preach, but to come and stay with him, abide with him. And so this is what it says. So they came and saw where he was staying and they stayed with him that day for it was about the 10th hour. Now, Jesus invited them to hang out with him, and it says they stayed with him. So that word stayed in the Greek is, I think it's pronounced meno, M-E-N-O, which means to abide, to continue, to dwell, to endure, be present, remain, stand, tarry. Like those are all the words that this little Greek word means. It's hanging out with, it's abiding Get this, the first way they describe that to stay, like they stayed with him, is abiding with him. This was no simple, quick visit. This was no standing off at a distance. This was sitting with him. This was dwelling with him. This was hanging out with him. And I was convicted as I read this. I just sat there and I thought, how do I treat discipleship? Do I treat it as a quick one and done and hey have a good hey have a this conversation and I'm done or is it an abiding role is it a relationship where we share meals together share time together share fellowship together where we're hanging out we're abiding with each other and then more importantly am I doing this with Christ am I doing this with Christ brothers you and I will never grow into the likeness of Christ you and I will never be conformed to the image of Christ if we are not abiding with him and so we come to know him through his word we have to give ourselves to deep thoughts and deep thinking and studying and meditating on the word of God and then the way we abide and commune with him is through prayer so it's taking in, like the word of God is how he speaks to us. And when we hang out, guess what? It wasn't just Jesus sitting there and teaching them. They were having conversations with Christ. And so it's prayer. So God is speaking to us through his word. And then we should be taking his word and praying it back to him, having conversation with him, talking to him about our lives, confessing our sin, admitting our weaknesses, humbling ourselves before him. Oh, guys, this is what we need. If you are struggling with sin, if you are struggling with a habitual sin, you have to ask yourself, am I abiding with Christ? What am I not doing that I already know I should be doing? Learning from Jesus in his word and his gospel is essential. And so is abiding through prayer and worship all for the purpose of obedience, all for the purpose of obedience. 
Like it's a living relationship. It's not a dead book that we read and then walk away so that we can live like the world. These men were forever changed through their abiding relationship with Christ, through hanging out with Christ. And when this isn't the case, what does our life look like? I'll tell you what it looks like. Judges 2, 10 through 12 says this, And all that generation also were gathered to their fathers, and there arose another generation after them who did not know the Lord or the work that he had done for Israel. Now, this does not mean that they didn't know about the Red Sea. They didn't know about the Exodus. They didn't know about the wilderness. They didn't know about the conquest. They knew these things. It just was not central to their life. They were not in an abiding relationship with God. They were not worshiping God for all the things that he had done for them. And so verse 11 says, and the people of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, and they served the Baals, and they abandoned the Lord and the God of their fathers who had brought them out of the land of Egypt. They went after other gods from among the gods of the people who were around them and bowed down to them and provoked the Lord to anger. Like they were not in a close abiding relationship with God. Their minds were set on earthly things and not on God's word, and not on God's ways. And so their thinking produced their living, which was evil in the sight of the Lord. Now, this is pretty interesting. As I was reading this morning, I thought, it doesn't say that they did what was evil in their own eyes. It says they did what was evil in the Lord's eyes. And so when you and I are drifting away from the Lord, and we're stuck in this circle of insanity, this habitual sin, guess what? We get desensitized to our sin. And the strange thing, the the sad thing is you and I begin to compare ourselves to other people and justify our actions. I'm not as bad as so-and-so. And this is why we're always so fascinated with when people who we hold in high esteem fall, and and they fall maybe in a public way, it makes us, this, this is a crazy thing, it makes us somewhat feel better about our life. At least I'm not like so-and-so. But brother, let me tell you something. This is a very slippery slope. I read a quote by J.C. Ryle, which I highly encourage you to read any of his writing. He's an old pastor, I believe from South Africa. He said, men fall in private long before they fall in public. And so, brother, if you are falling time and time again in private, it is only a matter of time before you fail in public. If you're failing in private, you will fail in public. And I would say that this is the mercy of God, that you fail in public, that you fall in public. But I want you to understand the principle here is that when they got out of a close abiding relationship with the Lord, they drifted away and started serving their own gods. They started serving Baal. They started living like the rest of the nations who are around them. And how much does this look like the Christian church today? When our thinking, when our minds are not set on things above, when our minds are set on earthly things, you better believe that our living is going to follow our thinking. Your stories determine your life. I went and I found John 6, 
because it made me think about this, like falling away, not having a close abiding relationship with Christ. I started thinking, okay, where do we see people falling away from the Lord? And John 6, 66 through 69 says, after this, so after Christ had, he was talking about the blood and the bread and, or the wine and the bread is the blood and his body. And it says, after this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. Jesus said to the 12, do you want to go away as well? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Notice that it says many of his disciples. Brothers, it's easier to walk away when you see others walking away. And if you don't have a close and abiding relationship with Christ, if you're not spending time getting to know him deeply in his word and then abiding with him through communion and prayer, like those are the two essentials. If I could teach you anything, if I could tell you to be devoted on a daily basis to anything in the world, it would be those two things, the word of God and prayer. And that seems so simple, but brothers, he has not asked us to do something impossible. He has not left it up to the religious elite and said, hey, this like abiding relationship with me is left up to those who are super spiritual, who I've chosen, and all the other Christians are going to struggle the rest of their life. That's not what he's done. He is a loving and merciful and gracious Christ, like this is who he is. He desires a relationship with us, but you and I will never have it apart from his word and apart from prayer. And so as I'm walking, as we're leaving 2023, I'm taking a very hard look at my life. I'm being brutally honest with myself. I'm looking at the facts of my life, not only my like spending time in the word and prayer, because I can check those boxes, but ultimately this should reproduce something in my life, which is obedience. The purpose of abiding with Christ is obeying Christ. And the result of obeying Christ and what John 15 says is bearing much fruit. The more we get to know Christ, the more we want to bear fruit for his glory. <laughs> it's not about us at all. It's not about building a ministry for ourselves. It's about pointing others to Christ, and that's the whole purpose of this podcast. The whole purpose of this podcast is I want you to fall more in love with Jesus than the world. I want you to fall more in love with Christ than pornography and masturbation. I want you to find the joy in Christ, which I have found, which is available to all of his children. It's not hidden it's not reserved for the very few, is for any who seek. Look at what Jesus said when he turned to the disciples. He said, what are you seeking? And so, brother, I would ask you, what are you seeking? When you come to Christ, what are you seeking? Are you seeking to make your conscience feel better? Are you seeking for a prosperous life? Are you seeking for fame? Are you seeking for popularity? Are you seeking for uh, to build a name for yourself in business, whatever the case is. And listen, there are many things that are okay in this world. I don't think having a fantastic business is wrong. I'm a part of a very, of a thriving and growing business, and there's nothing wrong with that. 
But whatever you do, whether you work or you eat or you drink, whatever you're doing, do it all for the glory of God. So all these things are subject to the glory of God. Jesus asked the disciples, and he asked you and me, what are you seeking? When I come to him in the morning, he's asking me, Spencer, this morning, what are you seeking? And so I pray. There's four prayers I pray before I open the word. And just as I'm telling you this, I didn't even, I didn't do it this morning. And I thought about it. I said, I didn't need to stop and pray, but I didn't. It's just a quick confession there. But I stop and I ask the Lord, open my eyes to reveal beautiful things, wonderful things in your word today. Like these simple prayers are necessary for us. Teach me your ways, O Lord, that I may walk in your paths. Unite my heart to fear your name. Lord, satisfy me this morning in your word so that I may rejoice and be glad all of my days. And I just shorten that to all of today. Like God, give me joy in you so that I rejoice today. Because tomorrow, I'm going to forget. And so tomorrow, I'm going to have to come back to you, and I'm going to have to remember the gospel all over again. I need you again. I need to preach the gospel to myself. I need to see Christ as glorious over and over and over again, and you need the same. So this, for me, it is not now about fighting to not look at pornography. It's everything else in life. Brothers, once once you are free from habitual sin of pornography and masturbation, guess what? You'll have open eyes to other things that the Lord wants to deal with in your heart, hidden compartments that he must deal with. This is a lifelong pursuit, guys. Lifelong pursuit. Knowing Christ, spending time with Christ, abiding with Christ is something we're going to do for all eternity. Learning from him is something we're going to do for all eternity. I believe it. I do believe it. If you ever want to read something that's uh, pretty eye-opening, you can read a book called Heaven by Randy Alcorn. Now, he's the first to say there are some assumptions here, but he does a fantastic job of just looking at Scripture, like pulling Scripture. What is eternal life going to look like? According to God's word, what is it going to look like? And so he's the first to say, hey, I'm going to make some assumptions, but I'm going to I'm going to be very clear about what's scriptural and what's just an assumption. But it's a very encouraging book. And I was reading it yesterday and it was just talking about we're going to be learning <laughs> about Christ. We're going to be learning from Jesus for all eternity. Like we'll never stop discovering the glory of his grace. So, brothers, we need to start right now. What better time than the end of 2023 going into 2024? This next year can be your best year. I believe it. I believe he wants to make it that. And so, brother, I hope you're encouraged as I'm encouraged. And I hope that you'll think about, I would just encourage you to go back and read this first part of John here. John verse 38. What are you seeking? And then I already know what's coming because in verse 41, it says that Andrew ran and told his brother Simon. So what happens when we abide with Christ? Obviously, we want to tell other people about Christ, right? All right, guys, I hope you all have a fantastic Thanksgiving, and um, I'll be back pretty soon with another episode of Porn of the Gospel. You'll have a fantastic day.